batting around. It's batting around. It's a baseball podcast. I am your co-host, Jane Ost. With me, as always, is Lauren. I'm Lauren. And Steven. You. Thank you for being compliant and just giving me a, a I'm Lauren and a yo instead not like trying to fuck with my timing. I'm not doing a bit. Like you're on a, yeah, like you're on the mound doing like a stupid leg kick thing or something. <laughs> yeah, we figured after you missed last week, um, you were so sick from Joe Maurer uh, partying because <laughs> Joe Maurer made it the Hall of Fame. We had to take no, a week off. He hadn't at that point yet. I was, I was sick in anticipation. And I don't know, my fears were not unfounded. He only got in by four votes. Because the even though he was you know trending at like eighty three percent or something for all the public votes, what do you know? The private ones come in, the secret ballots come in, <laughs> and the quality is just worse. It's just way worse <laughs> across all the, the board. people. Yeah, yeah all yeah. the people who are like, no, I'm going to keep this secret, which like I don't understand why you, you, that it should, works like that. Yeah, that should not be allowed. You ha- you should have to put your name on a ballot. Yeah, they've already had some reforms on it not as many as like the bbwa would like actually though because they used to allow somebody like once you've been writing about baseball for 10 years you're a baseball writer you get it for life even though like you get a hall of fame vote for life even if you've stopped covering baseball um or maybe those guys like three years yeah yeah, it was like no yeah it's like three years or four years you get a vote you have it for life and now it's like if you haven't written about baseball for 10 years, you lose it. Yeah. <laughs> Which like, okay, but much better. But this shit about it being private is really silly. It's like, no, you're you're journalists, like nominally, <laughs> right? Yeah, you should have to put your name on it. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Get a little bit of accountability. This isn't fucking voting for president. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you, exactly. You're you're due a little bit of, of internet harassment if you have a ballot uh, as bad as some of these guys ballots were absolutely i think the drop off for chase utley is incredible it was 39 percent public yeah. it was th- trending at 39 percent on the public count of ballots only 15 percent of the private bat- ballots checked chase utley Disgusting. which just proves proves that those writers are cowards and also proves that there's way too many mets uh writers uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's probably extremely true <laughs> there's just like way too many new york area dipshits that are still getting they're still getting these yeah 25 percent of all the secret voters are are just are just ruben de hot uh apologists <laughs> they see a future where he had a big league career that was still going oh god yeah just a whole bunch of guys that sound exactly like richard staff <laughs> <laughs> just like filling out ballots with like only two guys on it I... Give their votes to Richard Staff. He'd have yeah, exactly. He'd have more fun with it. Yeah, it. I don't want to. I don't want to je- only insult Richard Staff whenever I bring him up on this show. <laughs> he's a good dude. <laughs> I mean, as much as we all want to always posture about not caring about the Hall of Fame and stuff, yeah, which like we truly do, but it is like nice to see. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like something something good happened or a player I liked get in. Mm-hmm. Todd Helton, Adrian Belter getting in too. Also, uh, well, I mean, obviously Belter was going to get in, but I yeah. think Helton was another guy like Larry Walker where like, people had to campaign for him a lot. Mm-hmm. But he made it. Yeah, um, and I am extremely happy about Joe Mauer getting in. Obviously, I'm honestly surprised he got in on the first ballot. The first ballot, yeah. The whole time that he was trending at like 83 percent, i was just like holy shit like it was like actually stunning to me because 
I don't know. It's not, it's like, it's more surprising to me than it is like baseball fans outside of Minnesota though. <laughs> because yeah, they all actually are just like, Oh, this is just a great guy. They don't have the years and years of just terrible sp- local sports writers being like, he's overpaid. What is a brain injury? That's not real. Like, so it is extremely good to see him get in. It's awesome to see, the meltdowns about him getting in on the first ballot by the like you know minnesota anti-family court uh local (laughs) 675 or whatever great congratulations joe mauer todd helton adrian beltre yeah and uh congratulations in advance buster posey yeah no seriously it's like it's uh the way they they have dealt with catchers in the past has been extremely stupid but yeah, Buster Posey absolutely should be getting into like, eh. you know, also great, you know, offensive catcher did. Yeah, did, did amazing stuff, too. Should be getting into. I hope that there this is kind of like a sea change in how that's sort of how know, I've seen a bunch of writers for. talk about it is like, yeah, yeah he, he's the setup man for Buster. It, they they could really stand a lot of more third bases and catchers specifically. So mm-hmm. it's yeah, I, there's I, not very many that have been like, especially first ballot catchers. He's the third, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, only the third. I think there's not even there's only like like nine catchers in the Hall of Fame or something. It's like it's a, it's like a shamefully low number. The the baseball Hall of Fame has just been so stupid for so long. But like I don't know, it's uh it it got like dumber in like the like nineties, like eighties and nineties, I think, than it even was before that. Mauer probably would have gotten in if he was a guy in like the you know the 60s or something or the 70s but then you know not if he was playing in the 80s or 90s so yeah I think that was like the when they really started philosophizing around like the small hall stuff idiotic yeah. oh yeah, yeah Jane uh did you have any anything to say about uh that Bob Nightingale piece oh yeah I mean okay. I shouldn't say anything about Bob Nightingale because it could be actionable uh <laughs> like what I <laughs> No, it's it's just more Bob being Bob. Like I, it was really stupid. Yeah, he's uh he put on like the day four or maybe the day of, but before the Hall of Fame uh, results were announced, he was talking about how like Joe Mauer shouldn't be a first ball ballot Hall of Famer, which is like okay, another thing. Just it's this this whole like obsession with the first ballot. I think is really stupid, and like people withholding their votes. It's so like, dumb because like we don't we don't think they should be in the first time. We 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 should be like this should be gatekept from them for a while. <laughs> like yeah, just uh, they're girl bossing all over the place there. Um, but I think it's so. It's really silly. the only way that writers can make themselves feel like important to the process. I think mm-hmm. it's. It's the only real like kind of power they have over these players now that they're retired. And he, of course, he left Joe Mauer off of his ballot and then was like posting like, congratulations, Joe Mauer, you deserve it. Like, <laughs> God, 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 God. Idiot. Yeah. yeah, idiot. Big time idiot. It's funny. His son is now the Strib Twins beat <laughs> reporter. Ugh, Bobby, Bobby Nightingale. He seems better, but like, man, like, Bob, like I say that because like, Bob, you should know better. Like you lived here for a long time. But it's it's I don't know it's Bob Nightingale whatever yeah I'm I'm also glad uh, Adrian Gonzalez got a vote nice uh I think one of the most fun things you could do if you if you were uh, eligible to vote would be the, those years you get to do the you know just remembering a guy I like votes yeah like yeah I, I kind of wish somebody had given James Shield that James Shield got zero percent <laughs> which is he's not a Hall of Famer obviously no. but mm-hmm. no he was big game James you know like I I like him. Yeah, throw just you know throw a couple votes his way. 
Yeah, little, you gave Bartolo Colon one, ironically. Why not give one to, to James? A couple walking round votes. You know? <laughs> exactly. Like, you can you can now say, like, ah, you know, I didn't make the Hall of Fame, but I got some votes. I got some votes. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to issue this warning right now for, for next year. Ichiro is going to be on the ballot. And anyone that doesn't vote for him. Gulag. Yeah. We're coming yeah. to your house. I'm inside your walls already. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's got to be first ballot close to 100%. There's no I, chance. I No, I'm saying like it, it's got to be unanimous. Yeah. Anybody who does not vote for him. Like, I don't know if it's going to be unanimous, guys. Got, no, but like their ballot has to be taken away. Yes. Like maybe they're, they're like digits that they use to vote for a bat like on their ballot have to be taken away like we're yeah. taking hands and fingers <laughs> i think you you should be allowed to leave them off your ballot if you're willing to say it's because you're racist yeah you just have to just say yeah well i'm racist that's all the hall of fame caring we need to do i think that's all we need to do once again we don't care about the hall of fame we'll talk about it we only care about it all the time yeah exactly if there was baseball happening we wouldn't have to care about it that's true that's very it's true. true it's very true we're getting closer to baseball yeah about we three weeks I'm a little under feel... three weeks so yeah pitchers catchers report it was actually light out when i left work the other day it felt like spring is right around the corner 70 it's degrees it's wonderful but i mean right now it's mostly teams shoring up their rosters signing those you know last couple of guys yeah there's still a couple free agents out there but it seems like most of those most of the one-year deal kind of things are happening we're watching the guys get picked over right now and there's been a couple signings since we last recorded two weeks ago quite a few one of the bigger ones here uh josh Hader to the astros that just seems like yeah uh evil guy evil organization perfect Mm -hmm. match made perfect match Perfect, perfect, perfect match. Cardinals signed Matt Carpenter to a one-year deal. I, I don't think they even like did paperwork for this. I think they just took last year's contract and, and wrote 2024 instead of crossed out 2023. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let us keep doing this for like the next 10 years. Cubs signed Hector Neris. Mm. Nats signed Joey Gallo. That's had a really good offseason. I just need to yeah. think through the implications of that. I still think they're not the best team in the NL Central, which is embarrassing, but... Good effort. They're trying. <laughs> They're going. They're trying something. Uh, then let's see. Then the Brewers sign Reese Hoskins. Yep, they sure which, did. Yeah, great signing. I, I also I, agree. I, I also they physically can't put him on the roster in Philadelphia. I know. I know. I know. They have too many huge. I know. I know. I know. It's a, it's sad to see him go because I know he, he was really popular in in, in Philadelphia uh, yeah. when he when he was playing. I am so, so happy he is in a, on a team I don't hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it would have been devastating if he had gone to like the Mets or something. If he had signed with a team that might make uh, more than uh, three playoff games. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see him on the on the Twins because they they like could use the first baseman. I don't know. They're, they're probably going to get some sort of TV deal now and they still haven't spent any money besides $900,000 for Josh Stallmont. That's so pathetic. it's really, really bad. They just That's had a brutal. They just had like their big twins fest thing like this. It's like this weekend. Mm-hmm. And it was like the biggest turnout they've ever had for it. And people mm-hmm. were really, really excited. And, uh, you know, they're like everyone there is just like, oh, it's the best energy we've ever had. It's like that's because 
The Twins just won <laughs> their first playoff series <laughs> in 19 or 21 years or whatever. Their first playoff game in 19 years. Yes, please, please capitalize on this. Like, please do, please do more. Like, uh, that's that's gonna go away if you just stand pat and don't do anything. Like, I still think they're a good team, but like, you haven't, Any you haven't team made up made for better. losing Sunny yeah. Gray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Any team could be better, especially when like the Dodgers are like getting James Paxton for a song, like uh, on a <laughs> yeah, one-year yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're going to fix him, and he's going to be incredible. He's going to be the prospect he was, was supposed to be, but Seattle couldn't figure out. I did see him get attacked by a bald eagle once at a game. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. 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 I was I was at that game. It was wonderful. Oh, that rules. I, I got to see Ichiro hit a single and I got I got to see Fernando Rodney get a save as a twin. And I got to see James Paxton get <laughs> attacked by a bald eagle during the national anthem. A Canadian man too, which is funny. The bald eagle game. It's like it's yeah. one of those things that's like if he had like gone and like pitched a no hitter at that that it would be like immortal one of those immortalized things it would have been like that would have been like the the symbol for uh like you know communist baseball twitter being like (laughs) anti-imperialist james paxton fights off bald eagle then shuts down team with red white and blue uh color scheme it would have been awful it would have been so terrible i would have been i would have done done so much of it yeah yeah (laughs) yeah this is like 2018 so yeah 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 oh then the other one we didn't get to yet two two pieces of jock peterson transaction very important jock peterson news he signed a one-year deal with the arizona diamondbacks but right before that uh we learned that he bought a tesla cyber truck yeah posted it on his instagram hernandez liking the tweet it's come on come on jock you can't, on, you can't be buying those kinds of things on, on one year deal money. Get a like a nice Mercedes or something. You yeah. know? You, you said it's look cool. Yeah. Don't get this this absolute nonsense. If you want to get a uh electric vehicle, like there's there's better ones. Come on. I just don't get this stupid cyber truck thing. I just can't believe they're a real thing that exists still. I yeah. still have not seen one in the wild. I haven't I'm, either. Yeah, I'm sure he'll I. see a I'm sure there are well you will see a bunch of other uh drivers in, in Arizona in Phoenix where I suspect the Cybertruck is selling quite nicely. <laughs> It'd be so awesome to see them up here because like they're just big <laughs> like steel sides of those things, like they're just gonna rust to shit. Like I can't imagine a worse vehicle for for Minnesota. Like the electric thing is not gonna work well in the winter. Like, like, it's like, a, it hasn't, it got really cold here for a little while, but there was like the thing down in Chicago where nobody could charge their Teslas. Uh, like all the stations were broken oh, and yeah. all the batteries were dying uh, just cause like it got, it got cold. And then like, I don't know, they don't seem to be very good at actually like driving in snow. The, the, the like videos we've seen of people trying to get up like snowy driveways which like it it can be deceptively tough but like that's still something that regular cars can do yeah Yeah. exactly like i drove a ford explorer for a long time and i drove it through some like bullshit fucking blizzards like that you should not have been driving i should not have been driving in and like never once got stuck with it so like just terrible and then like okay i know we've we've made a joke on here at some point or i'm pretty sure we have about like how Teslas are so dangerous that MLB player insurance should not cover them. 
Mm-hmm. But like with a cyber truck, like especially the thing like yeah. does not crumple in case of an accident. <laughs> like it is like specifically the worst fucking thing a, a uh, baseball player could drive. Like yeah, if you like hit a curb, the steering column is gonna like puncture your shoulder. Like it's gonna like drive right through your sternum. Come on, any man. speed bump is just gonna instantly throw some tendon out of whack. Yeah, yeah. Also, I'm I'm looking up pictures of it because I just can't believe how ugly it is. And I'm mad Hideous. because I know that now the algorithm's gonna think I want a cyber truck. Ugh. You also now just they... said I, I want a cyber truck out loud, and that's all all the devices around you are picking that up. Yeah. <laughs> I've been going on an adventure lately of just because like I'm so fucking tired of it. I am reporting every ad on every platform as offensive and spam. Uh, regardless of what it is, because I'm just so fucking tired. I listen. I have a lot of spite in my body. I can do this. <laughs> I can handle it. I do a lot of that. Yeah, it rises up from the uh, the Philadelphia tap water. <laughs> <laughs> just comes right from the Philadelphia tap water and just poisons you. Uh, just put fills you with spite and anger, Nate. Yeah. Before before we we move on for this, I've always wanted to I've always wanted to do this. If you're uh, listening to the show with not on headphones but on a speaker, um, Alexa, I want to buy a cyber truck. Alexa, cyber truck, where to buy? Oh, you get to do it, but when I say Alexa, call nine <laughs> situation, I have to cut it. Okay, I see how it is. You get to you get to make those jokes. I don't. That's right. <laughs> I support both of you. You're not the little stinker of the podcast. I am. Okay. Anyway, Jock, sell that thing immediately while you can get some money for it. Man, okay. Also, the videos that I've seen of those things, like the home videos, people cell phone videos of them, seeing them out in the wild. Just, God, they're hideous. They're really weird looking. Unimaginably ugly. They're they're somehow worse than they are in the promotional stuff, and the promotional stuff is awful. Well, I think the promotional stuff, they intentionally chose vehicles that are like manufactured as close to spec as possible. And in real yeah. life, because of the nature of the, the metal, there's uh, like grades to how like form-fitted it, it all is. Is the point of this to be like tactical? Is this yeah, like a... Ta- like a... I think it's specifically designed for people who are scared to go into cities. That's why there's, you know... So, you know, video of him shooting it up with a Tommy gun, like, you know, it's, oh, you're going to go, you're going to suddenly drive your, your Tesla back in time to like prohibition era Chicago. Yeah. It, it's all, <laughs> it's all people who uh, hate and fear ur- urban types. Ugh. Yeah, no, it's so stupid. So I've also heard stupid. about other cars in the Cybertruck. People say like, well, you know, uh, you have to have something that's big and dangerous to combat all the other big and dangerous cars on the road. Like, <sighs> You're you're prioritizing your safety to the safest car possible, and that, that means getting like the giant freak vehicle. Yeah, I've I've heard that before. Uh, like, you know, well, I'm not going to take the risk of the the mammy pan little car with the, that crumples. I don't want to be the one getting crumpled. Uh, just <sighs> a weird, selfish ideology that uh, I have never followed. Awful. Personal use vehicles should be banned from city centers and around any any baseball stadium in the country. Yes. <laughs> Walking yeah, to yeah. the ballpark is one of life's great joy. What do we got next? Uh, Uniform chat. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Our first uniform chat of the year. Absolutely devastating news. What's up? The Nats are retiring the cherry blossoms after this season. Very dumb. Awful. Very few of those uniforms are like a slam dunk. 
the city like connects. a lot of yeah. the city connects yeah like i appreciate at the the swings even if they miss for those mm-hmm. but when you fucking knock it out of the park like the nats did for their city connects to just keep that around for three years and just like make it go away it's that it's like very cynical it's very it's like a purely like gotta move the merch kind of exactly mm-hmm. and they'll, they'll bring it back in three years or whatever yeah know, it's like hey it. guess what yeah they're back no it sucks it's annoying it would be less annoying if the new uniforms they're releasing weren't pretty me- mediocre oh. i uh, mediocre is really nice way to put it like the away ones whatever but those home ones ugh, oh the road grays the the home ones are the ones the that home like, ones don't are, have the buttons, right? Yeah, they're like the yeah. pullovers. Awful, awful. Yeah. I like the the arm patch with the city silhouette, but the rest that of it is, is just the only good element of either of these uniforms. Yeah, like the rotunda with the W over it too. Yeah, awful, gross. And also, I would just like to say the Nike swoosh makes every jersey uglier. Yeah, that's true. Like it, it really, really does. I know that there were there's this inevitable march to, you know, looking like European soccer kits, uh, that that's happening, but like just that one little swoosh on the the right breast of every fucking jersey is makes them all about ten percent worse. Like that yeah. little that little thing does a lot. You can also really clearly see over the last couple of years that the quality of the uniforms has degraded like significantly. Yeah, these road grays aren't. Like they're just boring. There's nothing to them at all. Eh. I don't like the Washington on on the front spelled yeah. out. The font's yeah. really. It's okay though, because uh, there won't be any professional sports in uh, District of Columbia in a couple of years, and we won't have to worry about it anymore. The Yankees have new away oh, yeah. uniforms too. Like they just their their old ones were just nothing. They were just like they were extremely simple. Fine, they were fine. These new ones, they're like trying to do a throwback, but it doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't do anything. It just seems like cheap. <laughs> like they're just plain gray, blue mm-hmm. lettering that says New York. There's no piping on it anywhere. <laughs> There's no drop shadow on the <laughs> on anything. Like once again, the Yankees in in an effort to be uh classic and suck its own dick for uh, suck its own history's dick. Uh, end up just being boring as fucking hell. Yeah, I get that they're like they, they think it's like a classic thing they want to maintain. You know, their organization they've always been. Dodgers do the same thing. They don't don't really mix it up very much. But uh, separate from all that, I would never buy a uniform that doesn't have a player name on it. I just I, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to walk around with a number of, like fourteen on my back. If they really want to make these like the old style jerseys what they need is the the sleeves like those guys used to have that were very short and very Mm -hmm. wide yeah (laughs) like just the most bizarre uh you know shape for a sleeve there ever was but it looks cool on the old baseball players like when those guys had like big biceps and shit like like it really showed off the sluggers like biceps when they had those the the sleeves that were short and wide those were great i think if they want to bring back the look of the old jerseys they should bring back baseball players that look like they're alcoholic 45 year old yeah they've been smoking <laughs> since they were eight like yeah let's bring those guys back we don't really have those in baseball too much anymore <laughs> guys that uh you know missed four years of their uh career because they were like fighting in the pacific or whatever yeah those <laughs> guys that look like they just walked in off the like the ford motor uh, company assembly line yeah he said malaria three times on different <laughs> atolls 
and uh like it aged him a lot yeah brain is totally <laughs> rotting rotting from syphilis and that's why he can just crank out homers constantly no thoughts yeah. in his brain yeah yeah yeah, yeah. this whole from all the venereal diseases he thinks he's allergic to water and he can only like drink cutty sark yeah <laughs> You can't deal with Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is, is cut like a, a Greek god in comparison. It mm. doesn't work. Oh, is this a new Shohei Otani with his dog picture? Whoa, what? Oh. Breaking, breaking. <laughs> the dog is not into this. <laughs> this one was not like stage managed like the other ones. This is, no. I think, this is another point in my uh, Shohei Otani dog truther uh, <laughs> book that. This, this dog is kept in a cage somewhere. <laughs> that this dog is not familiar with him. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're winning me over with this, I think. They had the you know, the dog handler on set the day that, you know, he was in the perfect lighting in mm-hmm. in that, you know, uh staged set. But hmm. I'm not so sure about this one. Uh speaking of Otani and uh the Japanese pictures coming over, really good article on MLB.com last week, uh by Mike Petriello. Mm-hmm. about the uh rise of uh splitters and sinkers of how they're coming back uh, especially the splitter uh is gonna had it has had in recent years its most usage ever in part because so many japanese players throw them but also now a bunch of american players are throwing them picking them up and throwing them uh which i think is great i love a good uh two sinker Love a good split finger. Those are two of the most fun pitches of baseball. A two seamer when it's got like a little bit of the the you know arm side. Yeah, run. that lateral movement. Yeah. Oh, it's the coolest. It's the coolest. Like I yeah, absolutely my favorite too. Yeah. Also, guys um, are throwing it like hundred miles an hour now. That's insane. That is fucking crazy. That's like <laughs> you, you, that is that is like kind of like a fundamentally broken uh uh that thing to to happen. Oh. Good article. Yeah, it was the first year. This is a cool takeaway from the article. The first year, I think, ever uh, in, in recent years since started being tracked like this, where the sinker was a positive pitch. Wow. Huh. Yeah. By run by run value. Uh, good article. Check it out. Let's see. Do we have some mailbag questions here? Yep. All right. Uh, Me, Yabby asks, can we test if umps are cops by having someone mix fentanyl into the rosin? Uh, I don't think we can do that. No. <laughs> that sounds illegal. Uh, they do, yeah. They do have, they do have a union. I, I think their union would object to that. I do think there's uh, a good chance a bunch of umpires would respond to it the same way cops do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's, it's, the, it's the same mentality. Yeah. yeah, we should also start putting zip ties on umps door <laughs> handles of their cars and just seeing if they if they think they're going to be trafficked. That'd be <laughs> oh god, yeah. Umpires like start following TikTok paranoia trends, having like six yeah. locks on their doors. <laughs> The ump goes into the changing room to, you know, put on his polo shirt and his like huge pleated pants, <laughs> and he, and he sets up uh two webcams and like has like it like extra locks that he brings with him and door jams and stuff. Yeah, are they doing that? <laughs> oh yeah, that's a whole thing on TikTok. You're not on Twitter as much, but that was a big thing on Twitter like last week was someone being like, "Here's what I bring when I go on a cruise," and some white lady obviously, and it was like. All these like extra locks and security measures to like bar the door yeah. of her room. Like portable door jams, stuff like that. Yeah. It's really just an advertisement for these products. Yeah. Right. That's that's all it is. Uh here's one from Adam. I'm thinking about dabbling in fantasy baseball this year. Can Lauren give a quick breakdown on this topic since she's an expert? Pros and cons, do's and don'ts. 
Yeah, um, I meant to put more thought into this than I did. Um, I would recommend, for one thing, uh, the CBS Fantasy Baseball Podcast is a really good... Um, I've always really trusted the ana analysis from there, especially Chris Towers. Uh, I think is is one of the smarter guys who does a lot of fantasy coverage. Uh, I think it's uh, fantasy baseball can be really fun. It's a great way to get into baseball if you're yes. not currently a huge fan because you just have guys on your your fantasy team that are playing across the league, uh, and it's very fun to uh, get to do that. Um, it gets you watching I, teams that you normally wouldn't watch a lot too. Yeah. Yeah, and you just you take up more, you absorb more of the personality of the players that way, which is a, a great way to kind of unlock that next level of enjoying the sport. Uh, but yeah, um, that podcast is pretty good. I would say look for a league with, I, I would just look for a league that uh, kind of matches what you're looking to get out of it. Uh, if you're really like an intense person about it, you, you want to check it, the rosters every day, find a league that does that. If you're more casual about it, you want to, you know, set rosters on Monday and then not worry about it until next Monday. Find a a, a league that locks rosters on a week uh, during the week, something like that. Um, I would say avoid a, a just look for a league that um, has statistics that you're interested in. Uh, a lot of people still like wins and losses, just because they. I, I have no idea why. I've never understood the appeal of, of uh, the win as a stat. So I always look for leagues that had quality starts, uh, and that just made me feel a little bit more safe. Uh, also, don't expect to ever win. Just go in with the assumption that uh, you you can be leading all season and then lose the playoff week because that is going to happen every single time. I yeah. was very, very uh, pleasantly surprised this one time that I finished second because yeah. I never in a million years would have expected anything. And I got a little bit of something. Oh, a final piece of advice I'd say is uh, do some mock drafts. Uh, figure out what mm -hmm. league your draft format is. Uh, definitely attend the draft. Don't let, don't auto draft. That's a disaster. And have like a rough game plan uh, going in and stick to it. I would say also don't draft the pitcher in the first round. Yeah, no. Going on that, do you have any other like specific advice to to this year? Um, or have you not really done that much I for the, the research this year? I haven't played this uh, in, a, in a year, couple of years. Uh, okay, it'd be fun to get back into it. But yeah, if I was going to go now, I'd look for. Probably the I'd look for. Um, oh, Astro has a good piece of advice too: is play the play the shit out of the waiver wire again. It's like, uh, and it'd be like a hot hand about it. If someone's really good one week and really bad the next week, just go ahead and like do as much trading there as you can uh, in, mm -hmm. in picking up because you can get a lot of talent on the waiver wire because someone will just come out of nowhere, a rookie have or break someone, out here, yeah, and, and have a one forty WRC plus for six weeks and, and never again. But yeah, I, it might be interesting to get back into fantasy because it's when I was doing it, the whole time I was doing it, the first pick was always Mike Trout. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, yeah, that's super true. Right. I haven't done it for years yeah. either. We're in no. the post Mike Trout is the automatic first round pick uh, era, which is interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And figure out how the league can handle Shohei Otani. A lot of leagues do it really dumb, really dumb and divide him so you can get either Otani as a hitter or Otani as a pitcher. That's huh. silly. I thought it was silly. I hate that. Yeah. But you should you should just there should there's there's only one Shohei Otani. I know this is fantasy. <laughs> uh and you know there could be clones or evil twins or whatever. But like no, there's there's one Shohei Otani. I think yeah. and like and a lot of them are will do a thing where like if you draft Shohei Otani, like okay, you're the only person that has Shohei Otani, but he can only either be a pitcher or a hitter. Silly. Yeah. Fuck that. Be. 
You should get to do both. You should get if, if he has a, a, like a, uh, imagine like a two weeks uh, pitching start for him if the timing lines up. That's incredible. That's yeah, so exactly. You should get to do yeah. that. Yeah, that's like you. Yeah, like I, oh, I burned my number one pick on this. Like, yeah, you should get rewarded for that. So did we? Did we do a fantasy league in the in the uh, Spotify in the Discord last year? We should yeah, they they do one in mm-hmm. there. Yeah, I'll maybe I should join it. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Do I just get added automatically? Do I? Am I like a default uh, pick uh, uh, if I want it? Or... Yeah, they 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 auto drafted for you last year. <laughs> uh, you came in sixth place out of eight. Yeah. Uh, no, I think they run like a couple in there. I think they run some like more casual ones and then more serious ones. Like, okay. I think they I think they do a few in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna see if I have like a prima nocta thing to get into one of these. One thing I never understood about the fantasy is like the guys that are like. This is my like NL only league. Like I don't understand getting that granular with it. I think that I I see the appeal of that kind of thing because it really does force you to like know the real sicko shit. Like the, all, everybody who is really good at the grid probably at some point played in an L, NL only. Probably um, yeah. League. And that was I think a famous um oh, I I blocked the anecdote um. But I, it made sense uh, historically too, I think, because it, the leagues did used to feel more like separate right. entities when they weren't playing each other all year long. Yeah, they weren't playing I each other all year long. They had different rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah, sure. I think that was probably a holdover from that too. And I, I've had a lot of fun in the, in those in the past. I remember one year um, I was in a league that made uh, like a, a, a like a newsletter every couple weeks. That was really fun. Jeremy Koo, uh says this question is from Arthur Spaceman channel. If you wanted to run a hot guy fantasy baseball league, what would the scoring system be? And then a follow-up from Jana says, would setting parameters around team concepts, example, team bear, team himbo, be too restrictive for effective team building? Yeah, people don't fit too easily into those sorts of boxes. Like, <laughs> they do when... Yeah. They do when they... uh, They do in, like, gay influencer slash porn world where like everybody only like meticulously builds their body to one specific thing so that they can sell it and and get attention from all the people who like it but in baseball they're just they're all just they're all baseball players so like there's not a <laughs> there's not enough dis- diversity there don't worry about that yeah they're, they're doing weird specific elbow exercises mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe an, uh, an unsung advantage of of stealing bases coming back is we'll start seeing some twinkier guys in baseball again. Yeah, maybe that could happen. That'd be fun. That'd be really fun. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know about scoring on the basis of hotness. Um, I I'm a dumbass and don't pay attention to shit. So when <laughs> I do fantasy baseball, I just draft the hottest guys that are that in my uninformed estimation are the best available at that moment. Um, and that, I mean, I did that the year that I finished second in my league. So like, I don't know, that's, yeah. that's how I would incorporate hotness to fantasy drafting is just play a normal game with the hot players. And I, I can't really help out with this one because well, I know, I do know the the stats and I could probably pick what the screen system would be, but I'm, I'm just not into guys. Like yeah. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't map out what the advanced analytics would be. Lauren, by mm-hmm. our powers combined. You'd think we would have, between the two of us, we would have this covered, but I'm coming up short. I, I don't think you can. Yeah. Meeting in the middle ground might be a little too difficult for this one. Yeah. I think, uh, I think this has to just, this can be a project in uh, the, in the discord. If you want to do that, 
if you want to do this in third baseman, we'll make you can make a thread in there, <laughs> planning all this out. Uh, but and we'll we, do a we can... fantasy draft at some point soon. Yeah. yeah, we cannot we cannot help you though. Okay, let's see. Cat says, "How could the Rockies best use cores to their advantage?" Uh, and it was inspired by a suggestion um, that can't remember hearing that they should try a home slash away platoon. You just don't have enough room on your roster to do a home and away platoon. Yeah, like meaningfully. Yeah, I think you've done in the past a pretty okay job at figuring out. You know, ideally, you just want to sign a lot of guys who had a ton of triples. Um, yeah, but there are just not that that front office is so threadbare of talent at this point that I I don't I don't think it. They could even manage that. They're yeah, just gonna like, keep signing guys like Charlie Blackman until they're fifty. Like when you get to a really high level of competition, something like Major League Baseball, or you know any anything where you're like really really looking at anything, you're just looking for all the little edges and all the little angles you can shoot and all those little things. And like the Rockies aren't even to that point yet. Like no. they they're they're a horribly run organization for years now. They're going to be a joke for a while before they can start thinking about stuff like home and away platoons. Uh, they just need to like start <laughs> fielding competent, like, you know, a good team, like a team that's approaching. Yeah, first, good. they need to stop drafting guys because they're uh, based on how Christian they yeah, are. Yeah, stop Tebowing. It's a bad idea. Yeah, it's a really bad idea. Uh, okay, last one here. Delaware Smashed says, can you guys bully Steven into watching the Mission Impossible movies? Is this like a point of oh, contention? Oh god damn Steven? it! Yeah. <laughs> Do you like not like those movies, or you like you refuse no, to see I, them or something? No, I I don't refuse to see them. I just like it's like a okay, I'll get around to it whenever, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's are fine. they I, are they like world shaking? No, uh, there's a they, they are They're pretty cool. enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, especially the most recent iterations, they, they've kind of got a. Uh, it's kind of just a perpetual motion machine at this point. He'll just keep yeah. doing them as long as he can, and they they exist as an excuse for him to travel and do cool stunts. Yeah, um, and that's fine. Tom Cruise can do that. He's Tom Cruise. Yeah, I, fine. I think Cam, Cam, I think your problem is uh, you're activating my um, my contrarian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just like the more you tell me, I gotta. The more I do not want to. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, writing in writing in a question to my podcast to get me to watch them oh boy but you fucked up (laughs) i think you would enjoy them but yeah i probably would and i'm and i'm and i will probably get to them eventually but cam just set back my timeline by (laughs) at least a year (laughs) this this might be a controversial opinion but i think there's more good mission impossible movies at this point than there are good james bond movies that doesn't surprise me most most James Bond movies are kind of loud. How many Mission <laughs> yeah. Impossibles even are there? Like six? Uh, seven or eight, I think. Oof. Most recent one went from being a two-parter to a one-parter because it didn't do well. But it also opened the same weekend as Barbara <laughs> oh, Really? Night, so that's on now. <laughs> it's fine. It made yeah. money. Tom Cruise gets to be... We'll keep getting to be Tom Cruise as long as you want. And uh, perhaps for eternity um, afterwards, based on... <laughs> Maybe Scientology's yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You gotta admit, of all the different like Scientology afterlives, uh, Tom Cruise, the Tom Cruise rule planet would easily be the coolest one. Yeah, like all the rules of physics and, and reality would just bend towards uh, doing kick-ass stunts. Exactly what you want in an afterlife. I'm not even Mormonism. I might be confusing the afterlives of Mormonism and Scientology. Mormonism and Scientology, I think, basically, it's the just same. the same fucking thing. I think they have basically the same. Afterlives. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
You get a planet. Okay. Yeah, you get a planet. Uh, it's all all the same shit. Okay. Both extremely American religions. All right, cool. Well, I guess we'll end the show talking about Scientology. <laughs> we have to go. I yeah. I'm on I'm on the internet too long. I live like a like a half within a, a mile of the, the National Scientology headquarters. I, I got to be careful in, in, yeah. in what I say. Gonna get black bagged. Yeah, all of the yeah. negative Scientology comments on here were made by Jay. For the record. Yeah, <laughs> I did not say anything bad about Scientology today. Yeah, it's fine. I've got nothing to lose. Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead, Scientology. Well, thanks. For I'm gonna see you pounding on the windows of that building one day. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be walking back from the farmers market with your, with your uh fucking coat bag full of dumplings and a big baguette sticking out of it, and just see me. Uh... Oh fuck! It's Sunday. Yeah, I gotta go get those. <laughs> I am out. Yeah, it's free episode. Uh, so if you're listening to this, there's decent chance that you're not signed up for our Patreon, but you can support the show and get our bonus episodes where we end up talking about TV a lot, but it's pretty fun. I think we've. Uh... We talk about yeah. we talk about video games, movies, TV, yeah. anything that really crosses our minds. We're, we're anything we really want to. Content. A lot of yeah. a lot of midwit TV chat going on the last yeah. two episodes. Yeah. In fact, it's been great. <laughs> it's, it's honestly, I've been, I've been having a lot of fun <laughs> doing those. Yeah, if you want to deep dive on suits, that's your best opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to talk? You, you want to talk about billions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just listen. I'm um. I just finished for all mankind season three i'm 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 almost yeah. there i'm almost there <laughs> fuck yeah as soon as you do we're doing like a full-on for all mankind episode yeah hell yeah like, let's do it once you're caught up yeah and do you want to hear me uh do a spot on rami malik and the pacific impression <laughs> that made lauren laugh so hard we had to end the show yeah you got to sign up for patreon to get that I know what you're thinking. There's there's no such thing as a Rami Malik in the Pacific impression, but I guarantee I I promise you uh that I that I've got one. The killer. Yeah. <laughs> we have fun over there, folks. Yeah. Okay. Patreon.com slash batting around anyway. All right, bye.